0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. The next stop is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. They win the final game 5 to 2 to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees, with this 9-0 pressure, have won their 17th World Series. And here it is, the New Yankees are the winners, and Bob Turley is mauled and congratulated by his teammates. The Yankees win 13-5, and once again, are world champions. The Yankees win
1: their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Ball game over, World Series over Yankees win the Yankees win the Yankees are back on top world champions for the
0: 27th time 007 day here at the ballpark welcome to episode 7 of the chase for 28 podcast my name is Chris Nessie and I am joined from the on-deck circle my pal AJ Bianco what's going on AJ
1: what is going on, Chris? What is going on, Yankee fans? As we record this and release this, we are one step closer to spring training.
0: Let me just say, AJ, you sound like the Yankees just lost, and they played Liza Minnelli's version of New York, New York.
1: You okay? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still waiting for for things to happen. I'm still. I feel like the off was not as productive as an off for everybody. I feel like there's still a lot of players out there who did not get signed, and uh, I know we're going to talk about one specifically. But I'm, I'm I'm just I'm still a little hesitant. I know spring training is right here, but I'm still a
0: little hesitant. I don't know why. I heard something that there's still 150, 170 something unsigned free agents still available. Now, granted, there are very few on that list that I would want, and if people wanted them, they would be signed, right? So I'm not too concerned. And yeah, we do have a couple of. Uh, former Yankees that are out there. Uh, but first we got uh we got some Yankee trivia. We kind of uh, didn't run to first base on a drop third strike the last couple episodes with our trivia question. So AJ, I am going to bring today's trivia question right to you, and it is. And for everybody who's listening, we're going to give you the answer at the end of the episode. But here is today's Yankee trivia question: Before switching to number twenty three, what number? Did Don Mattingly wear? We'll have that answer coming up before we say goodbye.
1: That's a great, question.
0: That's a great Which, question. When I looked it up, when I looked it up, I saw the question. I was like, oh, that's a good question. I know the answer. Let's use that. And I'm going to throw you under the bus. You don't know the answer until I reveal it later in I, the episode. I,
1: I don't know the answer. I'll be 100% honest. I did not know he wore a different number besides 23.
0: All right. Well, AJ, stay tuned and <laughs> get the answer in a little bit, right? I'll wait right here. Oh wait! Right. <laughs> All right. So, so, some quick hitting news as uh, we were getting ready to record this episode. It's Friday night, February twelfth, and a couple updates right here, hot off the uh, Twitter press. Two things. One, the Yankee spring training schedule has been revised, and uh, the Hall of Fame came out and said that the induction ceremony to take place in Cooperstown this summer will not be open to the public. So uh, Derek Jeter and the rest of the 2020 Hall of Fame class that has been postponed, they will be inducted formally indoors and it will be televised, uh, but Yankee fans will not get the opportunity to cheer Derek Jeter into the Hall of Fame, which is a shame because uh, the article I read mentioned that when Rivera was inducted, there were some 50,000 people who showed up I again that that was a good class as well, but there were fifty thousand people present for that. And that's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I feel for this because you know, I know Cooperstown well ish. I went to school around there. So we made a couple of stops at Cooperstown and I know like the Hall of Fame, the induction, that's their moneymaker. And the fact that they can't have these people now for two years, you know, I feel bad for the town of Cooperstown and and uh, I know they're gonna struggle a little bit. And I I'm I'm kind of curious why they're calling this now. Like look, I know pandemic, I know things are going on. You know, I, I'm definitely a person who's cautious throughout here, but you know, that's in July, if I'm correct, right? So, yes. yes. I'm not saying have 50,000 people, but I'm but you could still have it on the lawn and so could make a spectacle of it in some way, whether it's ticket only or or something like that, but you know, I, I feel well, actually, for this. I, I
0: didn't realize this, AJ. The article says that it is an unticketed event. Yeah, no, it always has been.
1: Yeah. It always has been. My buddy wanted to go up there when Mike Piazza was inducted. So he wanted to go and he, he knew there was no tickets. It was just basically getting a place to stay. Cause you have to be like
0: first come first serve, get a place yeah. and find a spot on the wall. Right, right.
1: Right. Cause you need to actually like have a hotel nearby so you can get there early. But I feel for this because you know, Derek Jeter is a guy who a lot of people still question should he be in the hall of fame or should he have gotten so many votes for the hall of fame? But you know, th- this I'm sure it'll still make an impact, but they got to do something maybe next year or, or soon after where they can have this class inducted the right way.
0: Well, you know, it'll happen. That'll be, even bigger than that is when Yankee Stadium can be packed and you can have Derek Jeter Day 2 to honor him at the stadium on the field to to, to celebrate that. I, I think that'll be the closest we get. With the Marlins. With the Marlins. <laughs> oh, those fish. But the other part of that, again, I mentioned that the uh, the spring training schedule has been revised and this doesn't impact the start date. Uh, But this says, and this is according to North Jersey dot com, that their first game was uh, beginning a day later than originally planned. February 28th, the Yankees will host the Blue Jays at Steinbrenner Field in Tampa at one oh five. The schedule is still a 28 game exhibition schedule that runs through March 29th, and that'll set the Yankees up for opening day at the stadium on April 1st against those very same Blue Jays. And uh, I also read that that is a one Oh five game on ESPN. Also along with that, again, baseball is right around the corner. AJ, you're making a face. I don't know why, but baseball, um, they said for like the fourth consecutive year, including the original schedule of 2020, all 30 major league teams are scheduled to play on opening day. So a full day of baseball to say the least.
1: That's wonderful. And I think what I saw is ESPN is going to have four games that day, starting at one o'clock. And I, I, I made a face only because it's a one o'clock game, which I'm trying to figure out how I can watch said game and not record the game. Um, being in a school during the day, it's kind of hard to watch the baseball, but I will find a way to be there for opening day if I can, whether I have it in the background or if I'm playing it over the speakers throughout the school, that might be an option. Um, but yeah. So, you know, one o'clock games are always good. Uh, It's my, it's been a tradition of mine to actually take off for opening day and watch the game but I obviously cannot do that this year
0: in years past my tradition is you know in my classroom I'm I'm a school teacher and uh, I would just put the game on my projector no sound and I'll do whatever I'm doing in class but the game is on the big screen so Mm -hmm. yeah it's good to be tech savvy
1: (laughs) (laughs) it works it works but yeah if I'm really
0: on my game I usually make it where the students are doing silent group work so I can watch the game and then that that's always
1: a fun thing but i'm i'm glad baseball's around the corner i know it got pushed back 2 days so they were supposed to start monday but they're starting the 17th not a big deal um yeah but good i, mean, I feel like i always feel like spring training games there's 28 games i know it's not really real 28 games cuz they have the split squad they have the days where the the kids play and you know, i feel like the spring training schedule is just so long for for nothing only because your your guys aren't playing That many games. Like your starters are playing maybe three innings. Your pitchers are going like two innings. You
0: almost say, you almost think that that length of spring training schedule really worked 50, 30, 40, 60 years ago when in the offseason, guys like sold cars and they did non baseball activities. Mm -hmm. Whereas the athletes today, they are training all year round. I, I bet some of them, you know, give them two, three weeks and they could probably start playing. And we kind of saw that last year with the, uh, you know, the summer camp spring training, you know, in August or end of July.
1: Right. And, so, and, I, and I think, you know, the whole thing is like getting used to actual pitching again. These guys have been seeing pitching for, for a while. You know, they're, they're just, all they need is, like, like you said, two or three weeks. Let them see the rotation of the ball out of the hand. Get it used to that. Start the season. You know, start camp in, in March or late February. Get on the field in April. Call it a day. I don't think you need two months. It'll give us something to talk about, right? <laughs> I just want baseball. Like, <laughs> I just want baseball. Yeah, just want baseball. I don't want. Uh, I don't want uh, basketball. Also, in the
0: news, well, I, I, I like many sports, but we're not here to talk about basketball. Oh, sorry, AJ. What are your thoughts on, uh, at least in in New York, them saying that uh, arenas will be able to have fans and stands, and you might see ten percent capacity at Yankee Stadium. So are we going to try to get tickets? No. No. No, I'm, we're I'm, not. I'm not going anywhere.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> I heard the plan. It sounds like a fine plan. 10% or whatever 10% may look like. Um I heard you have to get tested 3 days before you enter the stadium and then when you get to the stadium, you have to do a rapid test right there. So um that's all good and great. I'm going to watch the game at home. Um like I've been doing. Because parking is very expensive, uh, so whether that be the factor by itself, things are expensive, and I don't want to pay those prices for a family of five during COVID.
0: Family of five. What if just you and me went? and We were one of five thousand four hundred and twenty-five, which is ten percent of their fifty-four thousand two hundred and fifty-one.
1: Chris, I'm having a hard time going to a grocery store, my man.
0: <laughs> Yankee <laughs> Stadium might be a safe place. You would be. We'd be in row X, out in the upper deck, six <laughs> seats apart. Garlic fries.
1: Those fries are delicious. long hot dog. Yeah, garlic fries are delicious. Let's, we'll
0: have to do a uh, What's Your Favorite Stadium food episode, one of these, okay. that one sounds of these good. off-season episodes.
1: I would love <laughs> to go to a game with you. I think we'll have to put a pin in it until 2022.
0: All right. Sorry. All right, so so they can't win because we would want to make this a podcast event, right?
1: Oh, could we do live from the stadium? We could. Yeah,
0: we could. We, we could definitely go live from the stadium. We've got we the technology. I think we can do that. Coming soon, the Chase for 28 Clubhouse. <laughs> It could happen. You never know. It could happen. When we get there. All right. AJ, what else is going on in the Yankee news? We got some headlines here. What do you got? We do have some headlines. And and
1: I'm going to go with with this first headline that um, I want to talk about this one first because I made this prediction at the end of our last episode. And we talked when we record episode seven before spring training, would Brett Gardner be signed? to come back as a Yankee and this was kind of disheartening that news came out that Brett Gardner and the Yankee camp had not discussed a contract at all since Halloween they haven't spoken formally that's ridiculous that's shocking because the way I the way I looked at it and why I my thought process was these guys wanted Brett Gardner back more than anybody except for DJ and then to, to see that there have not had any conversation about him coming back for months you know, I feel bad because I feel like, I feel like Brett Gardner is the leader. He's the longest tenured Yankee. He's, he's, he's got the love and admiration of the entire organization. He's the only lefty bat in the lineup. As a starter, it could be a starter. But hey, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just more surprised than anything else that they have not had the conversation with Brett Gardner. I'm very surprised that going into the 17th, at this moment, while we were recording, he does not have a contract. And I know the man wants to play. I know he doesn't want to retire. You know he said he doesn't want to have his last game be without fans. So uh, I'm just feeling for him. Like I know we talked about this earlier on that I wasn't really a huge fan of signing him when we had our original conversation. But as I thought about it more, like we have no lefty bat. I don't think Frazier is ready for the outfield. There's this, there's that. But at
0: this moment, there's no Brett Gardner. No number 11. I'll be honest. I'm okay to move on from Brett Gardner i it would have to be a very team friendly deal one year you know let let him do the retirement circuit you know what i'm saying um but if that doesn't happen does i i won't be i won't be upset i, I that's
1: just me i don't think it gets through the circuit i, I think because like look you're not gonna go to this is not Mo, this is not Jeter, where you're going to other stadiums and they're giving him things to, to thank him for this service. This is like play one more game at Yankee Stadium, let the
0: fans cheer for you, have a great day. So you want to give him like the Billy Crystal contract? Come and play one day, get your get get your at bat.
1: <laughs> I I don't know what I envision. I, I guess it would have to be a year because you can't do that. But right, right, man, just I don't know. Again. I'm sad only because of, of his status with the team. I'm not sad because he was like putting up. But he was the best player at the end of the season. He was the only guy you could say, "Well, Brett's up. Maybe we'll get something going here." He was the only guy. That, that that's
0: true. That's true. I, he can play. He can hit. Um, but it's got to be it's got to be one year, and it can't be to be the starting left fielder. That, right. Right. I I, I think that Frazier has to be your starting left fielder. Frazier has to get a majority of the at bats and bring Gardner off the bench. He's got to be the fourth or fifth outfielder because you have to start to transition.
1: No, of course. I read an article the other day about Stanton. Could he be the starting left fielder? Turns out their strength and conditioning coach is pushing
0: for him to be the starting left fielder. I also saw that the strength and conditioning coach is pushing for Yankees to do yoga. And no,
1: Aaron Judge is all in. He's been doing all yoga.
0: Namaste. And however you say all rise and yogis
1: i don't know is that a, is that like a saying
0: namaste yeah it's no a, i know, I know a
1: namaste thing. is i know i know that <laughs> but i wonder if all rise like there's gotta be some like i don't know some pose oh the judge then.
0: all right all right that's just ridiculous I <laughs> hopefully i edit that one out um yeah nope 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 it's all real all yank all real yankee talk all right uh also read that uh the Yankees attended a showcase for a former Yankee. D Rob, David Robertson, held a little Hey, look at me, I can still do this. Yeah. And the Yankees were there. I should do Foss that. What's on that, AJ? I think I should do that. What are you gonna show them? How you eat garlic fries?
1: I can get a fly ball. <laughs> look at me. I can run down a fly ball in the outfield. I can still do it.
0: I will pick up balls during batting practice. I could do that too. Sign me up. I would I would <laughs> I would do it for free.
1: Yep, I would too. I would totally. Just like if you we had like, the bullpen catcher conversation. We had that. We had that conversation. <laughs> okay. Right. We did have that conversation. <laughs> I think if they just paid for my parking and then like tolls over the bridge, I would do it in a heartbeat. Pay for my travel <laughs> expenses to the stadium coming over the GW. <laughs> and, uh, no, but, um, D Rob, I was reading about that. He's 36 years old. He was hitting 91. On the gun, and he had his curveball was working, according to what I was reading, which is a bunch of tweets about him. Um, I don't think we need him.
0: See now, here's a guy who he's got the experience. I would love to see him back in the Yankee bullpen. Uh,
1: no, I mean when he was here last time, he really kind of fell apart.
0: True, that that could be why he is not with the team currently, <laughs> or any team, <laughs> or or any team, and you have to conduct a showcase, uh, but. That wouldn't upset me because you, again, relievers you, are, you could get lucky. What's, it, what's right, the worst that happened?
1: Well, where I mean, would you put him? He's not a seventh inning guy anymore, so he's not a long reliever. You can't do that. Where do you, where do you put him?
0: Let let him compete and and give him opportunities in the seventh and eighth inning.
1: He's going to be like Adefio was last year. I don't think they take a flyer on him. I think it's good that he has a trial. Somebody will because somebody's going to need him. But I don't think the Yankees they're not they're not doing that. They don't. What are you going to give him? Uh, how many? How many millions for a thirty-six-year-old who's hitting ninety-one?
0: Uh, I'd offer him. You Can't come out of I'm the not bull- say league minimum.
1: You can't come out of the bullpen I, all and hit eighty-nine, ninety, and be like oh, a good, good reliever.
0: If he could get people out, give him one of them non-roster invitees to to spring training. Let him earn a spot. League yeah. minimum. Hey, you you perform well, you can play for us. If not, hey, thanks for coming out. That's I did say. See so see maybe that, he retires a Yankee. I don't know.
1: I did see that as an option.
0: Um the invite to, to spring training. And if he's got something in the tank, all right, you ride him as long as the lightning is in the bottle. I I don't have a problem with that. Because we'll it could see. work. We'll see. If it doesn't work, low risk, high reward. I guess you're right.
1: I guess you're right. The other story that you have here, this one this one gets me. Go ahead. <laughs> What's the headline? <laughs> oh my goodness. Greg Bird. I lo- love the headline too. <laughs> Greg Bird signs with Rockies in latest attempt to resurrect
0: career poor greg i would love to see that work for him because i again you know he he, he was he fell victim to the injury bug sure i think did. he he had the potential to be that left-handed power hitting first baseman that hadn't been here in a while mm-hmm. you know um he is i want to say he's 28 years old He's twenty eight. that's crazy he
1: was like touted as like the next Don Mattingly for the Yankees when he, when he came up and started. He had good moments. He had good moments. Like I, I, I think he has, he has the skill set to be a major leaguer still. It's just, I don't know if his, his ankle was good. I don't know. If his hand was an issue when he, right? It was ankle, ankle back and hand. Knee. Yeah. The knee. Yeah, there was so many injuries. There was always something. And then he was like coming
0: back and then he was hurt again. The poor guy couldn't get out of his own way. Who was that, he was the Yankee first baseman, he wound up going to the Nationals, also got hit with injuries, a bunch. I can't think of his name. I feel like I know you're talking about, for some reason,
1: like Johnson is the name standing out in my mind. Nick Johnson. Nick, Nick Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He he couldn't get out of his own way either with yeah. the injuries. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so good luck to the Birdman. Yeah. I hope look,
1: that works out. I hope it does, because like I said in previous episodes, if I had a major league dream and I had an even a little bit of an opportunity I would run with it until I couldn't run anymore literally definitely
0: all right so Greg Berg go, go be a rocky go go uh get that rocky mountain high I guess <laughs> all right so that's our yankee news and notes now AJ we have a a very fun story that we've been, we've been sitting on uh the headline reads and this is from uh, from mlb.com Author of the article is uh, Brian Hawk at Brian Hawk on Twitter, and the headline reads, "How Sinatra's Classic Became a Yankee Staple." So we are talking about none other than Frank Sinatra's "New York, New York" from the play "New York, New York." AJ, what does this song mean to you?
1: So I'm a huge Frank Sinatra fan to begin with. So anytime I hear Frank Sinatra sing I get goosebumps you know it's a family thing I have one of my one of my dad's uncles my uncle you know was a big Sinatra guy so kind of kind of had that like connection to this but like obviously when you hear New York New York you know what's about to go down it's baseball <laughs> right yes, it's the Yankees yes. they won but you know the connection for me is definitely is definitely there and I I, I, I still get the chills every time I hear
0: New York New York to, to me, it's it signifies success. Hmm. It signifies literally a win. Right. <laughs> you know, but I, but I made the joke at the start of this episode that you seemed depressed like you had heard the Liza Minnelli version of New York, New York after a Yankee loss, which they used to do. I remember mm-hmm. going to games 13, 14 years old, at, you know, old old new Yankee Stadium. And, you know, they lost when I was a kid. Right, and it was just depressing to hear that version of the song. But you know, to hear Sinatra super powerful, I, I get goosebumps too.
1: It just, it's funny to me that they had two versions of the song for days they won versus days they lost. It's pretty funny. Yeah, now, and,
0: and now they just do. Again, it was like I, I don't know if the players ever picked up on that, but
1: I'm sure they as had to. It was like you look like, yeah, at what, like, what is that
0: noise? <laughs> <laughs> wah wah. <laughs> yeah, no. Listen, um, listen to a little Frankie.
1: You know. Good things just took place.
0: Yes, but this article, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull some excerpts from it, um, which means that I'm going to read directly off the article. <laughs> um, so uh, here we go. So Sinatra recorded the song in 1979, two years after Liza Minnelli's version served as the theme for the Scorsese film New York, New York. But Sinatra's link to the Yankee organization traces back decades, including a chance dugout encounter with Lou Gehrig, before Game Four of the 1939 World Series, I did not know that young Frank Sinatra met Lou Gehrig as a child. Yeah,
1: so that's I pretty think cool. That would
0: be—he's probably in his
1: 20s at that point, if I remember. I think he was born in
0: 1918.
1: Um, yeah, I know my Frank Sinatra. So yes. <laughs> so I, could you imagine? Like those are like those are like two of my favorite guys right there. So what? What everybody in, in, needs to know about me, like when you think of like baseball. Like, that's my era of baseball. I'm not sure I know we want to talk about an episode like that, but like to watch them play during that time. Mm. Yes.
0: Mm. <laughs> uh, over the years, it goes on to share that Sinatra was also photographed with greats like Joe DiMaggio, mm. Phil Rizzuto, the Scooter. Mm. We'll have to have a cannoli episode at some point, too. <laughs> um, so, how did one of Sinatra's most quoted works become so deeply entrenched as a baseball anthem? AJ, it's an anthem, right? It is an anthem. Absolutely is. Oh, yeah. So the answer lies with George Steinbrenner. He adored the bright refrains that drew parallels between his own uh, childhood and growing up and making himself in Cleveland to the glitzy New York lights of the big city. Uh, he, He loved the phrase king of the hill, top of the heap, a number one. That was the boss. That was the Yankees. Steinbrenner was known for having a keen ear for music. He had first heard Sinatra's cover at Le Club, a trendy Manhattan night spot at the time. And Steinbrenner was a board member at the celebrity hangout and guests recalled seeing him dance more likely sway to Sinatra's vocals from catfish Hunter to Reggie Jackson. This was an era when Steinbrenner got what he wanted or else he coveted his coveted prize of the moment was Sinatra's tune and the Yankees principal owner asked Dick Jotty – asked disc jockey Ricardo Irvin to make a tape for his collection. At an empty Yankee stadium – I oh, I, time machine, AJ. Let's mm-hmm. get the – I would love to be here for this. Mm-hmm. At an empty Yankee stadium, someone played it on the loudspeakers and it sounded fantastic. Steinbrenner hustled to his office and dictated a letter to Sinatra's representatives. Now, when I read this part of the article, I picture – Steinbrenner, but the Seinfeld version of oh, Sinatra totally. writing a letter. <laughs> totally. Totally. So so I picture that version of Steinbrenner writing this letter to Sinatra. Um, and uh, Sinatra wrote back and said that he would be very pleased to have the song played at the stadium. John Fugazi, and no, I'm not making that up. The guy's no, name is name. John Fugazi. That's his name, yeah. Was the Yankee marketing director during that time. And he told the New York Times in 1980, quote, after one game, I noticed people were standing in the aisles at their seats, listening or singing the song. And this was after the team lost. The song makes you feel like you'll win again tomorrow anyway. So there you go. That That's uh, a little bit of how we got New York, New York. Steinbrenner wanted it. Steinbrenner got it. And it's still here with us now, 2021. And uh, it actually goes on to say, too, that uh, before the days when Sinatra's vocals accompanied – The end of each Yankee game organist, the great Eddie Layton, had played fans out to 161st Street with a series of jaunty numbers. For a brief period, Minnelli's version of New York, New York alternated with Sinatra's, sometimes played after losses. The team also experimented in the mid-90s with a Sinatra-Tony Bennett duet of the song. I was never at a game to hear the Sinatra-Bennett duet. I might have to check that out on Spotify. Yeah, I never heard that one. And see what that sounds like. Uh, And the article finishes up uh, the numbers faded over time. What endures is the remastered version of the song that prompted Steinbrenner to dump to his feet in a Manhattan nightclub more than 40 years ago. That same catchy tune that in-house DJ Aaron Judge blasted on a boombox while exiting Fenway Park during the 2018 playoffs. The Red Sox, obviously, as we know, didn't appreciate the free concert, though Judge expressed no regrets. That's right. Come get some. Mm. (laughs) Whether training home of Tampa It brings new opportunity for the Yankees and their fans to start spreading the news. Good article. Just so you know, as a listener of this podcast, AJ and I listened to the entire song before we started recording to get us (laughs) in the mood (laughs) to record.
1: That is actual fact, everybody. So just so you know. Actual fact.
0: And actually, I I will include a link to this article in uh, if you swipe left, right, up, down, tap the artwork on your podcatcher. Uh, The article also has a picture of Sinatra sitting with the scooter. Sinatra's in a suit dressed to the nines holding a baseball glove talking with Phil Rizzuto during his playing days very cool to see man to be in that room oh my gosh sorry (laughs) you know before we get to our next thing um, I'm as you know I'm turning 40 at the end of April this year and my wife asked me if you could if you like could do something like something fun to do like what would you want to do and after I gave wrong answers because I didn't know there was a right answer. She was like, like if you could have an experience, like what would you do to to celebrate this? I was like, "Um, I would love to take batting practice and try and hit a home run at Yankee stadium. I would love to not like before a game. Like I would just like to be there by myself, somebody who's just throwing balls at me and I could have a couple of hours to just try and hit one over the fence. She called the Yankees. (laughs) No way. (laughs) She did. Uh, they said they're not currently doing things like that, but she attempted to try and make this happen for me. Wow. That's so, pretty cool. If anybody listening has the ability to get me on the field in 2021, I they could be on the West Coast. I don't need to meet the team. I just want to get on the field and hit. And I think I could hit one out within an hour. I could probably hit one over the fence. <laughs> I'll Stand, send you the video. to it's, standing It, it would happen. I could do it at home plate. Okay. Look, not not with a fungo, not with an aluminum bat. I would use a (laughs) legit wooden bat, and just let me take batting practices. Let me get comfortable. Let me get loose, and I guarantee within an hour I could put a couple over the fence. Okay, I'm not saying I'm hitting one to Monument Park, but I could probably hit one down the line and left. Maybe if I'm thinking softball, I could probably put one out and right. But I really think I could put one over the fence somewhere. You
1: get to my hopes from home plate. All right, I'll pitch. I still got a little bit left. I, I can pitch for about an hour. I've thrown batting practice to my, my students when I was coaching, so I still got a That's little you, bit left.
0: Just, just a little BP.
1: Can I throw your knuckleball? That's all I need. Can I throw the knuckleball to you?
0: Throw me whatever you got. Nice. I'll, I'll, I could probably take them all over the fence.
1: Wow. I'm
0: a cocky son of a bitch.
1: You sure are. <laughs> That's funny, because like for my 40th birthday, which is in a year, like the only thing I've ever wanted to do was like go we get... We could like, go twice. We'll want, go this year and we'll go next year. <laughs> I didn't want to hit. I didn't even think about like asking to hit. I wanted to get a box and like enjoy the game from a box with... like. A bunch of chicken fingers and beverages and just enjoy like a box with my Is that family Is you your friends? friends
0: chicken fingers? No. <laughs> that's all that's That'll what I fun. wanted to
1: do. A sweet. A sweet. Sweet.
0: Nice. Alright, so uh hey Yankees, uh, if you can make that happen. I mean, hell, I'll go to I'll go to Scranton Wilkes you know, Somerset. That'd be fun. I I've actually I've actually hit on that field. Oh, that's cool. That's a story for another day. Absolutely. All right, so our last thing, uh, I also came across, I did a lot of the work for today's episode. AJ has been busy with some stuff. He's, he's a busy guy. Um, came across this article, headline, 10 longest home runs at the current Yankee Stadium. AJ, do we want to go from 10 to 1 or from 1 to 10? Let's go, let's go 10 to 1. And, and notice, right, your so,
1: name will not be on this list based on these numbers.
0: No, no. The, when I'm there, they're not going to have the AWS <laughs> stat tracker. <laughs> 314 my, my, and a half. <laughs> <laughs> my wonder what my exit velocity would be <laughs> 90 89
1: 90 you be wow. hitting the ball off the bat like uh like d rob's throwing
0: uh, ouch ouch maybe he could maybe i could go to the showcase and, and he could pitch there you go there you go uh so number 10 and you'll find something very interesting on this list Let, let's see if you pick up on it aj number mm-hmm. 10 we have Matt Holiday, April 17th, 2017, versus the White Sox, 459 feet. We're not going to talk about these games. We're just going to list no, them off. No, absolutely. So, there you
1: go. Number nine, A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, June 10th, 2011, versus the Indians,
0: 460 feet. Number eight, Gio Urshela, August 12th, 2019, versus the Orioles, 461 feet. Number seven,
1: Carlos Correa, April 6th, 2016, for the Astros
0: against the Yankees, 462 feet. At number six, the judge. August 2nd of this past season versus the Red Sox, 468 feet. A judge and blast. There's
1: another one, though. Number five, Manny Machado, April 28th, 2017, when he was playing for the Orioles, 470
0: feet. Number four, Raul Ibanez. For the Phillies in 2009, May 22nd, 477 feet.
1: And, and here he is at number three, Gary Sanchez. Sanchez, watch. June 21st, 2019 against the Astros, 481 feet. I'm going to guess nobody was on base and the Yankees were up by 10 in that game.
0: <laughs> well, I, we'll have to look that up after and, and see what's up. Uh, coming in at number two, again, all rise, Aaron Judge. June 11th, 2017 versus the Orioles, 495 feet.
1: I remember that game. I remember watching that. I was very excited, but that's not all because that number one, Aaron judge again, September 30th, 2017 versus the blue Jays, 496 feet. That 500 mark is right there. My goodness.
0: Now here's what strikes me about this list. So this obviously encompasses, this is the new stadium. So, Obviously, Posada hit the first home run in the stadium, okay? But we're going 2009 to basically 2020. So, what's that, 11 years, Mm -hmm. right? So, in 11 years, these are the longest, the top 10 longest home runs. Judge is on this list three times, and I am surprised that nobody hit a ball 500 or more feet in the stadium. I would have, definitely would have thought Judge Maybe a Stanton blast, maybe an A Rod home run, would have gone five hundred feet in the new stadium. So that surprised me.
1: Yeah, not not Arod. I don't know. He 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 hit it more on a line where I think Judge he has a little height to his. I think it could happen. But five hundred, that number is like even looking at these, like four ninety five, that doesn't seem real. I know they are. I watched the game, but I'm just saying, like <laughs> that doesn't seem like five hundred feet, that's a long shot. Now, go stand outside. Go stand outside and go look where 500 feet is down your block.
0: (laughs) That's a crazy. Wherever you are in the
1: world. Just go. Just go count out 500 feet. That's nuts.
0: Could you throw the ball 500 feet? No. No. How many hops? How many hops to 500 feet? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That could be like rookie of the year.
1: Oh, that's what I was thinking. Like I was going to say. How many hops, man? 500 feet. I think from the wall, and I'm saying this on a good day when the shoulder is like warmed up, I can probably do on a good day from center field two hops, one hop on a really good day. I used to be able to do it, no
0: hops. Those are those the days. Really? You, you, you could crank it up 408 feet on the fly?
1: I, I, I used to really be able to throw pretty good.
0: When you play. what'd you play? Were you a center fielder? Outfielder?
1: Yeah, I was outfielder, but I played shortstop too. Nice. Nice. I was just a uh,
0: goofy first baseman. <laughs> you would have overthrown me when I ran to the no, back of the run, mound. I would
1: never run through the cutoff man. That was ingrained in my oh. head.
0: never. Well, then you would have been the first center fielder who hit me on a cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> I played with people who thought they could throw.
1: No, never. I always had the cutoff. Good for you.
0: Way to go. Thank you. Tom Amansky taught you well. You kind of throw Mansky the ball into the garbage, into the garbage can. can. You know, Fred McGriff. He was there. <laughs> Crime dog. <laughs> all right so AJ this has been a lot of fun um, but we have one more thing to talk about and that is the Yankee trivia question which we did give everybody at the top of this episode and our question was before switching to number 23 what number did Don Mattingly wear and AJ the answer is number that, 46 that, that's so surprising to me I didn't know this and he wore it for two seasons he wore it in 1982 and 1983. I wonder why he switched.
1: I guess he knew. Andy we'll bring Pat you was that coming. story
0: on episode eight.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> we'll tell you why Don Mattingly switched, along with our spring training preview coming yeah. up on episode eight. Yes, we're, we are very excited. <laughs> uh, the next episode will come your way on Saturday, February 27th. So that'll be our last episode for February, and we'll be two months into the year, getting ready for march that'll be the day before maybe we'll do a little spring training preview of yankees blue jays who knows let's do that but we are very very excited
1: oh yeah can't wait <laughs> yes aj
0: tell people how they can connect with the podcast
1: hey you have opinions just like we do so we want to hear from you so do us a favor email us at feedback at chase for 28.com and connect on the twitter at chase for 28
0: pod thank you for listening to this episode tell fellow Yankee fans about the podcast and also maybe consider becoming a legend by visiting chase for 28.com legend. And you can support what we're doing here on the podcast, or maybe get ready for the chase for 28 in 2021 by grabbing some merch. We got some great t-shirts, stickers, other things with the logo on there. Go to chase for 28.com merch. And again, connect with us on Twitter at chase for 28 pod. We'd love to see you there. And, uh, we'll see you on episode eight. AJ. It's baseball king of time.
1: The it's baseball time. I am the king of the hill. Top of the heat. Hey, number one.
0: <laughs> Start spreading the news. Everybody. We'll see you next time.